I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. When analyzing the crises in society, it's customary to lay blame on a wide array of doorsteps. There's corporate malfeasance and political incompetence and general apathy all round, to name a few. And back of them all is the corrupting influence of money and greed. And that's about as far as we normally get. A few of the more strident truth seekers draw a bigger circle and follow the trail to the secret organizations, pulling the levers and flipping the switches from high-level strategy sessions behind the scenes. But I don't think I've ever heard anyone point the finger at the dominance of mathematics as the crucial flaw in our philosophical underpinnings. Well, that's exactly what Norberto Kepi does in his magnificent work. Reading Kepi's book, Sociopathology, will be a slap in the face to calculus geeks and binary nerds of any nationality, and a breath of fresh air to any of us who need our cell phone calculators to divide up the lunch bill. This is a complex analysis Kepi embarks on, and we'll launch off on the initial forays into the territory today. Vanquishing mathematical technology and restoring society's soul, today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our programs are part of the Stop Radio Network, named for our partner NGO, the Stop the Destruction of the World Association. And we're available for your listening pleasure in a number of ways. We stream 24-7, along with Gilbert Gambucci's Analyzing the 1% and Susan Berkeley's The Conscious Company, at www.stopradio.org. We're also streaming through iTunes. We're in the News Talk category of radio stations there. Just scroll down until you find us listed as Stop Radio Network. We're also part of Sharon Iezzi's new WQ4D internet radio station. They look like they're doing some good things at WQ4DRadio.com. And all of our shows are downloadable one by one through iTunes podcasts, thinking with somebody else's head, the podcast name, or through my blog, at somebodyelseshead.wordpress.com. Well, it's a lot of websites I just threw at you there. <laughs> but that's the nature of this Internet thing, isn't it? I heard an interview with the great guitarist Ry Cooter a couple of months back, and the interviewer asked him about his audience these days, and, uh, and Ry said, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know who they are. I don't know who's listening to me. It's like that. In the virtual world, you you put content out there, and it just slips into this digital slipstream and circulates God knows where. And uh, this is why it's always so gratifying to hear from you who are listening. Uh, an email, jones at stop.org.br, is worth a thousand pictures, dear listener. Or a voicemail. Hey, we've set that up now on our site at stopradio.org, you will see it just on the right-hand corner of the, the, the homepage there. You can leave a voicemail message for us. Love to hear from you. Take advantage of all that to let us know what you think. Be a voice that's heard from the virtual vacuum. That is your challenge today. Well, like most people oriented to the artistic side of life, I felt pretty lost at times in math class. I did okay, I think, with the coffee swizzle sticks part in about grade three, I think, and uh, more or less got the hang of long and short division. But trigonometry and geometry <laughs> left me a little shell-shocked. And when I incomprehensibly signed up for first-year calculus in my freshman year at the University of Victoria, I found myself in a sea of Chinese and Indian classmates who actually seemed to understand what was going on. 
That was in the days of slide rules, my friend, and uh, so the trauma was real. Well, later in life, I became interested in economics, but quickly remembered that I was mathematically challenged and so oriented any studies in economics to social critique. Hazel Henderson was an early inspiration. And I was again reminded of the mind-numbing complexity of sophisticated math formulas when an English student of mine, fresh from a prestigious MBA program, launched into an exuberant explanation of derivatives and credit default swaps and other such exotic financial instruments. Really did feel at that point that the English class had morphed into Greek, but that's that's another story. The look on my face, I think, must have looked remarkably similar to Michael Moore's face when someone was trying to explain derivatives to him during his documentary Capitalism, A Love Story. Now, this, of course, is not to put anyone who has a facility for that stuff down. But isn't this world of three-page-long formulas to explain a trading deal for soybean futures a little over the top? We've got computers today trading in milliseconds on minute fluctuations in currency exchange rates, that massive betting on fractional dips or surges in company stocks, highly sophisticated hedges, calls, and puts, and you have to reflect, what is the value of most of this? I'm assuming some of it plays a part to help a company lock in a currency rate for an international business deal that may not complete for several weeks or months. But I'm betting the large part of this is just a casino to make money with money. And that, my friends, is crazy-making. In the movie Confessions of a Shopaholic, we see Rebecca Bloom facing a $900 credit card bill, fighting with herself to stop from buying a new $120 scarf. She loses the battle, but the, but the scene is fascinating. She knows she shouldn't spend the money. You just got a $900 credit card bill, she says to herself. You don't need a new scarf. That's reason in control, more or less. And then her will and desire pick up the argument, shown in the movie as the clothing mannequin speaking the words. It'll make your eyes look bigger. You can wear it with everything, comes that logic, until Rebecca falls into the it-will-be-an-investment argument that actually seals the argument in favor of buying. And it's that moment that's so interesting, because what started as clear rationality, you don't need a scarf, it's ridiculous to buy it on top of a $900 credit card bill, is overridden by the will's I-want emotion. And this irrational state becomes rational in her mind. It will be an investment. Making the irrational rational is a sign of psychosis. And it feels to me at times that our highly abstract world of complex financial instruments has fallen into that camp. So this is what I want to explore a little bit today with Claudia Bernhard-Pasheko, along with a lot of other topics we'll cover in our show today. Vanquishing mathematical technology and restoring society's soul when thinking with somebody else's head continues on the Stop Radio Network. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network, originating from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are also affiliated with the Stop the Destruction of the World Association, bringing consciousness of the root causes of human problems since 1992. 
This is Richard Lloyd-Jones. It's a globalized world today. Publish something on virtually any social network and it could go viral in minutes. This makes it very exciting for our stop radio network, of course, because now we're not limited to 50,000 watts in terrestrial radio coverage. Our programs are heard in more than 100 countries. If you're looking to reach customers, suppliers, even new employees more effectively, you need that global presence too. That means globalization services like internationalization, localization, interpretation, translation, cultural consulting, and multilingual development. All of that is what we do at Millennium Translations. We're a worldwide distributor of translation and localization services, and we work in a huge variety of languages. We're also part of the Millennium Group of Trilogical Enterprises. So check us out on the web, etranslate.com.br. Millennium Translations, we help you operate more effectively around the world. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. Our program is thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. And uh, we're also on another radio network now, Claudia. A woman wrote to me recently saying that uh, after... Actually, I responded to her. She said they're, they're, they have a new radio network open for podcasts and radio programs. So I said... Hey, <laughs> we've got this great program, she said, fantastic. So they run two episodes every Saturday night on WQ4D. Mm. It's a kind of a consciousness mm. uh, station. They want to raise consciousness. So it's, it's, it's very nice uh, to see that. And we're, we're getting out there. And, um, uh, you know, as you and I talk, we've been doing this program. You and I have been doing this for... How Since, long, Richard? Ooh, it's, it's some time now, probably three years now. And um, uh, you've come on the show for many years. I've been doing the program for a long time. Eleven but, years. <laughs> yeah, it's like a long time. And um, I see all around, we're close to the anniversary of Occupy Wall Street now, I think, aren't we? We're around that time. And we just passed the 10th anniversary of 9-11, so it's maybe apropos to talk about this now, mm-hmm. that we, we're hearing about um, people talking all the time what they want to do, that we need a new world, that we want to take over the banks, we want to take over the political... They're in the middle of an election campaign in the United States, which is extremely divisive. Our prime minister in Canada just received some sort of human rights award for shutting down the Canadian consulate in Tehran, in Iran. So there's lots of things happening at both levels. There's lots of sort of permutations in the political world. The the, the powerful are making a big display, as we talked about with the Olympics and these kinds of things. At the same time, there is this movement to bring change. But I don't know what change can really come if people don't understand a little bit more about Dr. Kepi's psychosociopathology. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this in Saturday, on Saturday in an introductory class I was doing for our new uh, course, our postgraduate course in psychosociotherapy, saying, look... Nobody can analyze the world properly without a science. You have to have a basis from which to analyze things. A philosophy and a science. Yeah. Yeah. So without that, uh, really, it's just opinion. Uh, I think this will work. I don't like that. Uh, Let's try this. But nobody can really definitively decide what it is that needs to be done without this coherent 
mm-hmm. philosophy, science, even theology combined together. Can we talk about what Kepi's science brings in this area that can give us some um, some things to hold on to if we yeah. develop a new I society? I think that we have two levels here, at least two. If not, well, we have more levels, but let's uh, approach two levels. Okay. One level is the sociopathological level. Kepi understood and explains the pathology of power in a way that was never approached before. He has a, a, a tremendous philosophical background, very good one, and also scientific one. So in, in terms of analyzing the pathology of power, the books of Kepi are really, really prime books. Which books I mean, could we recommend? Uh, Liberation of the People, Pathology of Power, and uh, this would be the the, the book yeah. to be read and understood. I the agree. book, I agree. and then we have some um, some other um, more in depth philosophical approach approaches about sociopathology, in, like the pathology of the structure, the structural philosophical tendencies and scientific tendencies. And in this area, we have a very, very, very two books that are very good. One is sociopathology. Uh, the subtitle is the Society of the Third Millennium or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have basis for a new society. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. That's we, we, right. We have this book in English, but it has not been published yet. And I think. But we can have it in PDF. Yeah, or, people, if um, people are interested. I yeah, be, we yeah. can have it, or we can even print it in, in like, uh, upon request. Yeah, it would be an excellent book to to have for people. So it's available. And Liberation yeah. of the People is available in English. It's all over the website. We have an actual site called liberationofthepeople.org where you can order that book directly. And all the studies that were done after this book was launched in 86, all over the United States and England, that was the time in Brazil, that was the time when Kepi launched his studies about the psychopathology of power. And and after that, we you have, may have seen many, many, many books and works coming uh, on the same, like following the track that sort, Dr. So, Kepi sort brought. Of, sort of following. The yeah. Track. <laughs> so it was a very important contribution he made in this area. So we have sociopathology uh, approaching that uh, the the problem of having mathematics as the basis of civilization as they want to put it now. And technology and everything like based on mathematics, which is too much a prioristic or um, um, even delirious in some way. And, and not arts and aesthetics. So people left behind aesthetics and arts and to uh, like... He understand that aesthetics is the basis, the true arts and beauty are much more um, important to build a civilization than mathematics. You know, Dr., this is a complex idea to talk about with people, this idea of mathematics and technology as opposed to This is very, it's highly, highly philosophical and scientific approach. But many people uh, may understand the book. Yes, it's 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 comprehensible. But but I have an example that kind of illustrates it, Claudia, because, you know, I worked for a lot in the recording business. And when Mm -hmm. I started in recording and working in radio and television, 
television stations, we were using analog recording. And I used I talked to students about the difference between analog and digital, as an example, because everything's gone to this digital mathematical formula, which is a series of zeros and ones. And if you look at a digital waveform, it's a series of dots. And what's in between the dots is nothing. So what you're hearing is sound on, sound off. So you're literally hearing like a in your head when you listen to digital recording. It's literally like a Destroying neurons. It's like a woodpecker in your neurons. Yeah. But an analog recording, this more natural aesthetic style, is a magnetic... Magnetic. This is the answer. Totally. It's a magnetic form of recording that captures the full spectrum of the sound. Which is aesthetics. Harmony, beauty. So, you see, form, beauty, aesthetics is much more important, even in physics, engineering, and uh, arithmetical uh, things, geometrical things or forms. Architecture, for example. Architecture. So, form, magnetism, uh, beauty, harmony. harmony. These are important things to base to civilization, uh, science, everything. And so they left behind all this magnetic approach of uh, the natural and supernatural, or we could say a transcendental world. Mm -hmm. Even the golden number, it's a form. It's a form. It's it's beauty, a pure perfect, beauty. Perfect proportion. So exactly. this approach of mathematics and numbers had taken away the soul of civilization, the soul of society, the mag- the magnetism of society, which is health. Uh, our psychosomatic department of our society has been researching more and more on magnetism and its effects. Uh, on our health, and this is a this is a, something that you have one day to bring here uh, me um, and one of the engineers and the doctors that are doing this researches. But magnetism is absolutely essential. And what is magnetism? Is feeling, intuition, beauty, truth, Char- charisma, <laughs> charisma. Everything yeah. is magnetic. Yeah. Even capy motors are magnetic magnetic motors and that's why they are the uh, the most efficient and economic motors ever uh, built created in the planet so far as 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 we know like going back to history everybody's waiting looking for a motor that would even uh, put together the uh, uh, divine essence We can and see, energy to, to this natural yeah. level of society. We can see everywhere the loss of this intuition. I mean, even if you're using a word processor, you know, it has a spell check on there. You don't need to know how to spell the word. <laughs> the thing corrects it for you automatically. So this digital world is taking away... Even a, the intelligence. The intelligence, the sort of the, the multidimensional aspect of the human being. Yeah. So there's this sociopathological Yeah, part. and then there is another book... I'm not sure whether it is translated to English, but it's in French and in Portuguese, which is Liberation Through Knowledge, The Age of Reason. I don't think this is available in English yet. So this is beautiful because it analyzes all this um, illuminism, the philosophy of illuminism. 
and its importance to society and how the Illuminati are not following the true Illuminism because the true Illuminism or the enlightening philosophy is very much based on transcendental concepts and in divine concepts. So... Uh, Give the, us a, a, a sort of a thumbnail sketch of that book. He talks in that book about the fact that we've not reached an age of reason. No, yet. yes, because people are following wrong philosophies, yes. like the philosophy of uh, the will, the voluntarism, which is very, very English and was brought to the world after the English brought it, giving the importance to the will and having an inverted will as we have. And not an unconscious, as Freud put it. No. We have an inverted, upside-down will. So we, what we want generally is, is not the best. Yeah, it's like a desire, not a natural. It's, ups- it, it, it's, it's a decay in our will. It, there is a decay in our will, really. So we have to be conscious of this. And giving all the freedom for the will gave the power for the people to act in freedom to do whatever they want. So good and evil, it's the same. So uh, we brought this area, the last program, the last show, and I I told we should speak about freedom, a little bit at least. So Cappy understands freedom in a different way, as Kant and other philosophers put it. Cappy understands freedom as the possibility of choosing what is good, beautiful, and truthful, which is reality. Now, denying, saying no, being free, as Kant put, to say no to what is good, beautiful, and truthful, this is not the true freedom. This is like becoming slaves or becoming deformed, sick, because there is not anything beyond reality. And everything that is in in the cosmos is by itself yeah. truthful, beautiful. So being free is like being able to to be and to interact with the universe. Yeah, this got so embedded. This idea of saying no to reality got so embedded in Descartes and Nietzsche and these kinds of philosophers. They embedded this wrong idea. Let's take a quick break and, and we'll talk more about this because it's a fascinating thing. Do you have some more time? Can you yes. stay a few more minutes? Yes, yes, I do. I'm thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. We're back to talk about freedom with Claudia Bernhardt-Pacheco in just a moment. Home to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, Healing Through Consciousness, Analyzing the 1%, and The Conscious Company. This is the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. You know, there are many ways to dig deeper into the themes we discuss in our Stop Radio Network programs. There are books and TV and radio programs, conferences, teleclasses. But what about this one? Learning a language. That's kind of wild, isn't it? Millennium Language School in Sao Paulo, where I teach, incidentally, offers eight language courses using Roberto Kepi's psycholinguistic method. Yeah, we use his vast literature and scientific findings to make it easier for anyone to learn a language. It'd be a great time to tackle Portuguese, actually, with Brazil quickly becoming a prime world destination. And you can learn online from wherever you are. So drop us a line if you'd like to learn more. Jones at stop.org.br. Millennium Language Schools. We're teaching life 
in eight languages. You're listening to the Stock Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org.br. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Claudia Bernhardt-Pacheco is joining me again. As always, fascinating to talk about the human will. I don't know anybody who studied this like Kepi in philosophy from what I can determine. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this uh, because the media today, Claudia, is so lost in this respect because they don't have a sort of a basis from which to analyze things. So there's a big, a lot of debate going on now with this election in the United States between Mitt Romney and and Obama. And, uh, Obama. and uh, they were talking about Obama's strengths in one news report I was reading, and they're saying, well, one of the good things he did was he killed Osama bin Laden, <laughs> without any sort of irony to explore that. They're talking about the benefit of killing another person. And, okay, uh, there's all this thought that, you know, uh, about terrorism and all this kind of thing. So people justify it on that basis. But he's talking about, the media is talking about a man who killed another man, ordered people to kill another man, as this is a benefit or an advantage to So we start from a denial here. Killing is taking away lives. So it's a form of denial. So be free to say no to life. Be free to say no to diplomacy. Be free to say no to friendship. Be free to say no to cooperation. Be free to say no to free commerce and fair commerce. Be free to say no to uh, everything that is good. So when Kepi understands freedom and you can only be free to do what is good, beautiful, and truthful, he's saying that we can be free to interact with the cosmos, with everything that is infinitely beautiful, beautiful, truthful, and good. Even God, God is the, the notion of omnipotence, total infinite, total power, and we have the tendency to see God as restriction in our lives. Yeah. So it's totally upside down. Yeah, you have to walk the narrow path. We have so this to be free, under Cappy's understanding, is to be free to accept the infinite love, truth, beauty, and goodness in cosmos, in creation, and even in the transcendental eternity. So this is, this is to be free. When you are free to say no to this, so you start creating pathology, you start creating trouble, suffering, pain, you can say, of course you can say, you can say no to your essence. We do this all the time. That's why we die. That's why we get sick. That's why we have wars, social injustice, turmoil, chaos, because we started to say no in freedom. So freedom is not to say no, as Kant put it is to say yes to what is good, beautiful, and truthful, as Cappy put it. So this is applicable in, in social pathology and in psychopathology, individual pathology. 
that book that Cappy wrote about the age of reason, he's bringing this concept to that all, uh, all he, he does an analysis of the emotional philosophers and philosophies and the rational philosophies and philosophers. So the emotional ones lead to disgrace and chaos. And the rational ones are the true ones. So this Illuminati group, they are not, they are not rational. They are not uh, following the Enlightenment. They are following their emotions and their will. And this is pathology, right? So in the individual level, Kepi has all the books that are, and, and, and there is not such a separation between individual and society. There is an interaction, an essential a interaction, a dialectic, even in the, with the spiritual world. We cannot separate. It's integrated. Kepi is a totally holistic thinker. So uh, we think, Jones, that those who want to understand and to denounce and to be aware and to defend themselves about pathology of power and sociopathology, they have those books. And we have all the books that are uh, for individual uh, benefit also more focused on individual level. But as soon as you start getting more conscious of pathology, you become a social agent. This is an Unavoidable. Yeah, because, you know, we can't, we can't, I see one of the problems that they make in the Occupy Wall Street movement and the environmental movement, they want to blame the situation only on. Only, only, yes. Corporations. So what do we do? We have this process of conscientization of the psychopathology. We have courses, we have books, we have TV programs, we have radio shows, but we also have individual analysis, group therapy. We have courses for to treat about the psychopathology. And in this area of your individual life, you can do a lot. There is a lot you can do in your own life and in, in your local community, yeah, in your family, in your local community. So... That's what we are doing here with our clients, with our students, and also in, as I, we normally mention here, Kambukira is a psychosocial project. We try to bring there all the discoveries that Kepi did about this um, importance of arts, the importance of good action, the importance of cooperation, the importance of all these concepts that are, that are included in the concept of Fifth Empire of this um, age of, uh, age of the, the golden age. Yes, yes. And it seems that the Illuminati and those groups of the New World Order, they want to organize a world for themselves, being on the top in control. And what we see is that a new world order will come, a new organization, a new um, uh, spirit, and, yep. a new philosophy yep. is coming and will have to come but on the opposite direction of what they want. So cooperation instead of competition. Um, people should have like uh, secured, insured their rights to have food, house, shelter, Clothing. education, all the basic needs. Every baby that is born in the planet should have this as secured for them. Yeah, as a natural, well, a natural the, right. inalienable rights, as Martin Luther King called We it. should take seriously the, the declarations of human rights. Those items should be taken seriously. Nobody takes them seriously. And we do. We do take them seriously. If people wanted to, to embark on this process, 
process of, of understanding Dr. Kepi's work. Obviously, the books are wonderful. Our radio programs are a great start. But really, doing psychoanalysis would be something that might be very useful. Would yes, you, would you yes. We have this? analysts uh, attending clients. I do myself. And there are other analysts of our society attending clients in many languages. So we attend them in Portuguese, for sure, Spanish, Italian, Swedish, Finnish, um, French, French uh, German. German. I told English, right? I don't know if you did, but English, English too. Sure. English for sure. Mm. They are half an hour sessions. They yeah. do by by phone or by Skype, so no problem. Yeah. And yeah. they are like reasonable price. Very reasonably priced. Very reasonably Extremely. priced because we are an NGO and we can do that. Yeah. Uh, so it works extremely well by people who are thinking about how do I do psychoanalysis by phone? <laughs> because yeah. it, it works extremely yes, well. Yes, they have this. to have a, a sofa or a couch or a bed or something very comfortable for them to lie down and open the Skype and then start speaking with no disturbances and then things work. And there are many people being healed, psychosomatic or organic diseases and treating about relationship problems and, and so forth. Yeah. So besides this, as you said, we, we will have, uh, uh, like we have in, in Kambukira, some seminars, some um, activities, like encounters. Yes, sure. Meetings. Yes, forums, meetings, yeah, we, discussions. A, and we plan a very good one in July 2013, where people can come and, and there is a group in the United States organizing this a group linked to Pace University and to our uh, association in United States, but they can directly talk to us here in Sao Paulo. Sure. Uh, so people will come and spend 15 days having all the activities that could benefit them in terms of health, physical health, mental health, social health, and learning also how do we proceed, we are proceeding we are starting to build a small cell of a new form of society, a trilogical society, where money is not is not the be all and the, end all. the law. No. There is a like even a social currency, as we say here, yeah. uh, and we have cooperation, and we have all this integration between uh, different social and economic levels of people. So it's really enlightening and spiritual. Uh, so we will have this. Uh, people can start saving money to pay for their air tickets, and and I'm sure uh, the uh, organization will have a good price. I will receive the the information next week from this uh, American organiz um, organizer. Sure. He is organizing a, a package. A anybody who's interested, just write to me, and I'll get information to you. Jones at stop dot org dot br. But it's really hopeful, Claudia, that we have a, a like. Um, we have even an officina workshop yeah. there that is building fans with our Cappy motor, and yeah. uh, to bring Fantastic. money to the community, to the local community. So they are building incredibly high quality uh, fans, and that are built by like with wood, <laughs> and the, the all the the fan, the motor, everything is handmade. Yeah. Like a, a Swiss watch. Yeah. And it's so effective, so economic. And the breeze of this substitutes air conditioning. Yeah. 
You don't need air conditioning because it's like cool, very cool. Yes. Building fans to change the world. Magnetic motors. <laughs> yeah. Yes, magnetic motors. And this we have, it's going on and they're so beautiful. They are handmade. They are like unique. For, and, you ha- and, and you can have one for you with a color and you choose. So, so one thing I'd just like to suggest to, to you who are listening is to... Uh, to come to this, to try to understand this Kepi's work by understanding what Dr. Kepi's saying, because there is really a, a, a very clear and uh, well-defined path for creating a new society here. And you know something, in order to read and understand a text, you need to have a magnetic en- energy in your body and in your brain. And if you use too much cell phones, internet, computers, you will start, and those musics you hear all the time, you will lose your sensitivity and your, the magnetism of your brain is, is going to be harmed, and your neurons will have problems even to concentrate in subjects that are linked to magnetism and intuition, which is the basis of the universe. So you go further and further away from reality. And this seems to be to have been planned by some beings. We don't know exactly who started this. But this technology takes away people from the true reality, which is magnetism. So if you have a, a, like a, a, a chance to go back to an illogical, Record players and yeah, radios and anal- everything. Analog, yes. Analog. Uh, record players, tape If you machine. can have the chance to use those old-fashioned phones and everything, so go back to that because otherwise your brain will be very deeply harmed. I'm afraid I have to use many times internet and I have to use Skype and I have to use cell phones, unfortunately, because it is like something, like the 666 thing. If you don't use it, you will you cannot work. You are outside the world. So it, it's, it's been imposed. But technologically, they are very harmful for our health and for the planet. Well, if you're like me, no doubt you gulped a little there. <laughs> Who of us doesn't use the internet and cell phones and all that excessively, huh? Hard to avoid that destructive technology. Although, please don't go to any extremes and cut out listening to our programs. Don't need to go that far with it. Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is a production of the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our website at HealingThroughConsciousness.com has much more information about Dr. Kepi's extraordinary work. You can check us out there. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. And we're back again next time on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head.